five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized podcast episode 31. We're here. Barry's back from Amsterdam. How you doing? I'm back somehow. He made it back. I was actually a bit worried that he was going to not come back in one piece and then like it was going to have to be energized with Ross and Pete and I'd like to say stuff to Pete and he'd bark at me for a while yeah yeah so you're, you're lucky yeah I'm lucky because <laughs> that would have been awkward I know man I know man by the way this 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 episode is going to be pretty outrageous yeah so Barry tell us what's on the lineup for this week's episode oh well first of all I'm going to have to welcome everyone to the show and if you're new to the show welcome Usually it's the other way around. Yeah. Okay. 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 Um, on today's episode, we have some big things to talk about. Um, first of all, we're going to kick it off with what we got up to during the week. So get ready for that. Um, also, there's been a lot of controversy surrounding Conor McGregor recently. Uh, we've got loads of messages of people asking us what's happening, what's going on. So we're going to discuss that, and also the fighting world. Especially UFC 218 that was on in Detroit over the weekend, which caused major headlines. Best card ever. Yeah. Maybe so. Maybe so, yeah. Uh, also, shout out to Mikey Conlon, who's fighting this weekend. Uh, we're going to finish it off with the world of football, because uh, the Premier League's back, the Champions League's nearly finished. and Well, the group stage nearly finished. Yeah, the group stage <laughs> yeah. nearly finished. Um, we're ready to rock. Yeah. Although I probably didn't need to correct you there because, like, realistically, anyone who's like listened to it knows what the Champions League got. They don't need to be tell us to tell what stage we're at. Yeah, true. Yeah, very us. So Barry, <laughs> you might as well kick off. We are trip to Amsterdam. Okay. 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 Um, okay. So first of all, as you know, last week I, I was saying I was going to Amsterdam, so I flew out by myself. <laughs> I love the way you say that as if like no one's ever done it before. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was just like it was like oh like when our parents like normally when we go together like oh I look after all like the tickets. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I wasn't even sure if I was checked in or not. Like I was, I was, I was, I was like, am I on the right plane? But yeah, I normally have your boarding card and my boarding card on my phone. Like right back yeah, here's my phone. Yeah. You just swiped that. Yeah, there. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, so flew over. I was waiting there for about an hour and a half, and then the lads arrived, and then we got a train into the heart of um, Amsterdam. Don't know if you've been there, but Amsterdam's like such a weird place. Like it's just so it, it's like it's like something out of Hogwarts. Like the way all the buildings are like shaped, and it's just just so European. Mm. <clears throat> it's just a whole different place to where and it sort of has a feel of culture to it, doesn't it? It's just it's it's so hard to explain. Like everyone's on a bike, everyone's cycling around the bike, and if you don't look out, you're gonna get knocked over by a bike. And I'm messing. They're like there to like knock people over. Do they ring the bell. Uh, sometimes they sort of warn you, but like. They're they're going so fast. It's it's it was almost as if like the the center of the city was built for bikes, not actual cars itself. Um, yeah, so we were there. Then um, what well, we just went around and like uh, we we went around and then like uh, Bruno has never been there before, right? So we were like, right, we'll go have after we got into the hotel room, had a look around. We went by the red light district, right? Now, like, certain people who've never been to Amsterdam might think that the red light district is just one big straight road of, like, red lights. You know what I mean? That's what I thought before, I, the first time I went. But, it, like, as you, we even know, there's, like, so many different, like, side streets and side alleys and, like, just all these, like, unbelievably good-looking women in the windows, right? Now, the weird thing is, before I go on about this now, is, right, every time I walk by one of the windows, they're all, like, knocking at me, being like, come on in, Baz, come on in, Baz. I was like, what? So well, fairness, you're a very good looking lad. Like. Yeah, no, but that they must be following the podcast or something. Like, <laughs> they, they must have known you were coming. Yeah, they knew. Like they were like, Baz, come on in," and they're like, "Oh, 
Come on in. <laughs> right, but like when I when I saw them, I was like, I was like, Jesus, I was like, I was like, these girls are unbelievably good looking, and I was sort of like, they're not like model clothes or something said. Yeah, I was like, well, could they not be like Instagram fans or something, and not have to be like, I don't know. Well, fair play to them if they're enjoying, it, keep doing it. But I mean, I was just a bit like, geez, this is like, because I forgot how good looking they were. You know what I mean? Like, because like, I don't know, I don't know. They're getting like the the creme de la creme of girls like going yeah, in there. The real key is. Do they have a good personality though? I oh, know, that's the thing. Like, I, I wasn't too sure about the personality, so I didn't really trust them. So, like, I didn't go in and check out because, like, because that's why sometimes people think, oh, I'm you and you're me. Yeah. They may be like, oh, there's there's Barry, but, like, thinking it's actually you. Yeah, maybe. Like, your personality. They may be thinking, oh, I'm your personality. Oh, you're my yeah, because if you're listening to podcasts, you can't actually tell, like, if you haven't met us before, you don't know whose voice is who. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And also, they could have been working the next day, so I didn't want to, like. So, bring, they might have thought. They might have thought that you were me and that they were like, oh, he's not funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like, I want the unfunny guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, so then, then we went around, went drinking, we went to this place called The Bulldog. Um, if you've been to Amsterdam, you know, it's probably one of the main places to go and check out and then... Uh, Basically, they give you your, your weed, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, we went there and we smoked a bit, right? And, like, it was... Did they hash there as well, did they? Um, I didn't really ask. I don't oh, know. I, I'm sure they do, actually. Yeah. But, like, I think they do, anyway. Yeah, but... Um, they also do like the the muffins, like the, the the weed muffins and stuff. So the lads are eating them, and then like we're smoking a bit as well. But like, I got like so paranoid when I was there because like I was having a pint smoking, and then like the four lads had never like re- like like hadn't I hadn't ever smoked with them four lads before anyway. So I was real weird buzz, and then like I got really paranoid, and I was like I was like oh my god, get, get me out here for a sec, like. And then like I'm I'm so busy that I was just like like I was like. I was like, where is the most surreal place I could be right now? And stoned. It's like in Amsterdam, and I was fucking there. Like, I was like, oh my god. So, uh, went, like, we were just like, it was sort of raining and stuff. And then, like, the Man U game was nearly on. So, I was like, right here, I'll go check that out. The lads went to a different bar. They were just checking out the places. So I don't know what they were doing, to be honest. And then, uh, eventually, went back, met them later on the night in the hotel after. Like, it was such a long day. And it was sort of like, mm-hmm. when you go on a trip with like a group of lads, you, just, like, you don't even get five minutes to yourself. Because, yeah. like, half the lads are like, oh, I want to do this, oh, I want to do that, oh, I want to do this. And then, like, I was just sort of like, right, I've been doing what you want to do all day. I just want to watch a match and chill out for a minute, you yeah. know? Because, like, you're walking in the rain and stuff. But, like, the next day we woke up and then we went to, well, we went for we went for a brunch. So, like, that's yeah. almost, that's twice for me in, in a space for a week. Uh, Never done brunch before. Now he's no. a brunch expert. Yeah, a brunch connoisseur. Uh, yeah, we went someplace that, like, Seaver was harping on about. Went there and then... Uh, then we went to the Heineken Museum as well, and like that was really, really cool. Uh, I actually put up one of the posts on Instagram if you haven't seen it. It was uh, really, yeah. really cool. I really like that. Yeah, it was. It was like a Ronaldo and Luis Figo jersey, wasn't yeah, it? And yeah, and a Maldini one as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that was cool. And then, uh, then we went there for dinner after we got changed, and it was like we went to this like probably like the most expensive restaurant in uh, in, in Amsterdam. The dam. Yeah, like the bill came up to over like three hundred and fifty <laughs> quid, and then Lloyd Rooney was just straight in there paying for it. Like, and I, I just come. He didn't even blink. He was like, oh, I'm doing that, lads. And I was just like, like, he was so sound on that trip as well. Like, it, like, yeah, but he always is when you go away with him. He's just so... He just, he's just happy to be away, having cause and carnage. Like. Yeah, he's just like so outgoing and stuff. And he's so like, like he's, the, he's like the life of the party in a way. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because he's so outrageous. And then, uh, yeah, then like, Noel Barry came out and met us, which was uh, really, really cool. I hadn't seen him in a while. And then we, we went to some like student night, just like had like such good fun. Uh, it was great crack. Like he was, Noel Barry was on great form, great to see him. 
Um, the funny thing is, like, in all the places, like, all the stairs are, like, are like ladders. So, like, you're going, like, so, such a, like, angle. Yeah, you wouldn't want to wear wearing two toy jeans that, like, you can't, like, yeah. have the flex in them. Yeah, yeah, you have to, like, walk like a crab. Yeah, we'll be doing box jumps yeah. up them. They maximise, like, such little space so well. Mm. Yeah, but then, uh, yeah, that night, that night, like, we got, obviously, like, got home, had about, like, two hours sleep. And then, like, we had to leave the hotel room then, and, like, get, like for the next day. So that day we just went out, had another look around this town and stuff, and then uh, we just went to a pub, came back, got the bags, went to the airport. And then the worst thing about this is, right, we get to the airport, right? <laughs> and I barely, I to, like, when we were leaving the hotel room after, like, two hours sleep, I was like, right here, throw everything in the bag quick, right? And then, like, when you buy, like, a pre-roll joint, it's in this tube. And then, like, I must have, like, put it out, like, used it as an ashtray or something, right? But it was the ends of a, of a roach. And then when I was in there, going through customs in the airport, I was taking stuff out of my bag, right? And then what, what's there in my bag? It was like the end of a joint. And I was like, oh, shit. All right? And I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like, why is that there? Like, like, like I was like, that... Like, I, I swear to God, I was actually like, what the fuck is that there? Like, you know what I mean? I, yeah. swear. I wasn't even like, give me the end of this joint and bring it home. Right? And then your man, like, got in customs was like, uh, here, who owns this? Who owns this? And I was like, uh, well, see, the thing is, right? They didn't actually know what I was saying. <laughs> I was, I was, I'm like, I was even banged up abroad. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, right, what? Like, I was like, oh my God. And then like, this other lady comes over then she's like, what are you doing with this? What are you doing with this? And I was like, I didn't know it was there. <laughs> didn't know it was there. Like, you know what I mean? But, uh. The thing is, I've been on holidays with you and, and I've been on holidays with lads before and I know what happens. Like, you just wake up and you're so scaldy on yeah. your last day. Like, you just throw everything into yeah. your bag. You no, don't think. You're just like, I think that's all my stuff. And then you get yeah. to the hotel, and then you walk off. And you're yeah. like, not Grand. one, not one thing folded in my bag. Yeah, you know obviously mean? not. Yeah. So then, like, you're only away for two nights. So yeah. you, just, you can just cram it in whatever way, and you're like, you stand on it and you squish it in. You're like done. Yeah, yeah. So like, I was like, oh my god. And then like the lads all sort of walked off, and I didn't have a boarding card because my phone was off. Bruno had it in his phone. <laughs> so then Bruno had to come back, and he basically like, like he's why you're not allowed to travel by yourself, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah. But every time I leave, my phone just like it's like right. See you later, but but. Uh, yeah, no, no, basically after they just, they, they saw that, like, it was nothing, but they just made a mountain of a molehill, they were trying to, like, I think they were trying to scare me or something, we, we only had about 20 minutes till, like, the gate was closed and sort of thing, so I was like, I was like, imagine I missed the flight now, like, that's what I was most worried about. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Because I, I always feel like when you miss your flight in the airport, they're like, where are you going, Dublin? Uh, 700 euros, please, yeah. it's like... How much do they pay for their flight? How much do they pay for their ticket for this flight? It's the same thing. It's like, oh, 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 and you have a bag. That's another 200. Oh, and you want to breed? Another 500. It's like, yeah, oh, you know, geez. I don't understand the way airfares work. Shouldn't, shouldn't airfares just be like, if you leave at this time and get there this time, that's a set amount. Like, it's actually scandalous to think that, like, I could pay 200 euro for my flight yeah. to, say, Spain, and the person sitting beside me could pay 320 euro just because they booked it a week in different. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're doing the same thing. Yeah. I never really t- think about it like that. Yeah. I know, yeah, but it's it's, it's not the way like pl- price of flights work. Yeah. You think it would just be like right if you ever go into New York, it's it's four hundred euro. Well, that's guess, that's like, like that's like the price. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the gotcha, price. Yeah. You know what I mean? And if you want to sit in business class, fair, fair enough. That's six hundred euro. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's that's it. They have the like the absolute monopoly though. Like yes, yeah, so it's like oh you want to go tomorrow? Oh nine hundred euro to London, please. It's like yeah. Like. <laughs> I wouldn't even get the fucking sea warm by the time I got, yeah, get yeah, off the yeah, plane. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even flying to Amsterdam, it's only like an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. Uh, crazy, but sure look, the flights weren't that expensive, but I knew if you got stung in the airport, they would be. Yeah. But anyway, you made it back in one piece. I made it back and like, like, I was so, 
So like it was just like after like no sleep, just drinking loads, like being like, oh, I'm gonna miss my flight home, and then like finally making it home. It was just like, jeez, the controversy of that. And then the, you know what the funny thing is, I actually mentioned as well, like I told my parents were meant to be like finished there, and then when I got home, it was like, oh, it's like gonna be longer, and I was just like, it was like, what the fuck is going on here? You know what I mean, like it's so funny. Right now, I feel like I'm living in a cartoon or something. You know what I mean. Man, you're having a good yeah, time. But like, so yeah, but, yeah, no, but like from going to New York to doing that as well, and doing the podcast as well, and then people. By the way, I was actually over there, and there was like a like there was a couple over there. Some girls, she sort of like not not grey hair, but silver hair, like yeah. dyed, and then like a lad, and she was wearing some sort of shaggy jacket, and then like like she was it was it was something that sort of catches your eyes. So you're like, oh, that couple there, yeah. And then you carry on with your life, right? But so then when when uh, then later on when I was looking at my phone scrolling through, uh, like. They were there in Amsterdam, and I was like, "That's hilarious!" Like someone that we follow yeah, was yeah. there as well, but like I didn't know we followed them. But I mean, it was just like I was like, "Those people, what?" Yeah, it happens. It happens. It actually happens more frequently than you sort of think. Probably, you know I mean? yeah. Yeah, but it's absolutely crazy to think about. But look, I'm glad you got home in one yeah. piece. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. What did you get up to without me, man? Um. <laughs> so I don't really care, right? Just get no I'm joke. Now on Thursday. I went there for dinner with Christine, so I went to Marco Pierre White's. Yeah. But um, where's that? It's on Dawson Street. It's okay. a it's a really, really nice restaurant. And like for for anyone who doesn't know, Marco Pierre White is actually the chef that trained Gordon Ramsay. So like, he's pretty top notch stuff. He probably knows what he's doing. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He knows how to so, make a good bowl of cereal. So, Christine actually said in my house on Wednesday night. That wasn't actually planned. We actually like both fell asleep and woke up at two o'clock in the morning. And I was like, "Do you want me to drop you home?" And she was like. I might as well stay here. How long would it take to drop her home? Well, it only take me about 40 minutes to half an hour, 40 minutes to get to her half, but like, that's like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, Yeah, but I was a bit more like, she had a hair appointment in the morning, I was like, I was, I was, I had the, I had the argument myself, uh, am I better off dropping her home, how she can get to her hair appointment in the morning, or am I better off dropping straight to her hair appointment in the morning? And then I was also like, if I drop her home, I can come back and wake up on my own time. That's you know what I mean? Yeah. I had I had this like massive like yeah. argument with myself in my head, and then I was like that dilemma. And then I just turned to her, go, "What do you want to do?" And she was like, "Oh, she was a bit like I might as well stay here." So I was like, "Fine, right. Grant." So we'll get up, just get up early, and I'll drop her, get her hair done in the morning. Drop her, <laughs> got her hair done in the morning. Happy days. I went into town, got my hair cut. I dyed my hair back brown, and I don't think I've put up an Instagram story on our Energize thing, so no one's actually seen it yet. Yeah. But I'll do the Instagram story tomorrow, so everyone will see it. Yeah, Grant. Yeah. Um, Yep, what's so, up? a couple of people were saying about how you had brown hair with the picture of Gary V. Yeah, yeah, And they were saying, like, how different you looked. Yeah, so, I, my hair's back brown. Basically, the roots have gotten so long in my hair that I had to go one way or the other, and then, obviously, it's Christmas coming up, and I realised if I dyed my hair back blonde again, my roots would probably be back out again by Christmas, and I was like, if I just dye it brown, I don't have to worry about it. So that's what I did. So then... You look beautiful now, though, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> I actually went into town. I actually, I went. To, I actually bought like a new outfit as well. Not just particularly for the date, just because I need new clothes, especially new jeans and stuff. You know, you, you just know you need a new pair yeah, of jeans. Yeah. So I got a new pair of jeans. Went down to Christine's. I actually picked her up flowers on the way. Gave her flowers. Because uh, like, oh no, you know when someone just made you happy and you feel like they deserve nice things. No. That was that. <laughs> that, that was just for it, and I was like, here, look, I, I want to give her flowers. It was just like a nice thing to do. Like, you're, you're, you're romantic. Like, you're rom- yeah. romantic at heart. Scar flowers. Picked her up. Brought her back to my gaff. Then we got a, a taxi into town. Then we had unbelievable food in Marco Pierre White. So I had like a shrimp cocktail to start off with. Then I had like a duck leg. And then we got dessert. I had like sticky toffee pudding. She had like some sort of ham hock thing. Then some fish. I think it was haddock. And then she had like chocolate and banana 
peaking mess. Yeah. Not that anyone overly cares what we got, but that's what we got anyway. Yeah. And then it came to the end of the uh, thing, right? And like, I was going to pay, obviously. And then your man handed me the bill for, it was like 96 euro or something. I was like, grand. So I only had 20 euro notes. So I handed them 120 euros, right? Hold on. Wait a second, wait a second. That was only like less than 100 quid. Yeah, we got an early bird. Oh, did you? Yeah. Well, so what, that's until like, what, seven o'clock? Yeah, half six. So it was like 30 euro each for like three courses or something like that. And then it was like 35 euro for a bottle of wine. Fucking hell, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, but like, for what you're getting, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, that, is, that sounds good, yeah. Yeah, so your man came back, your man was coming back with the change, right? So I gave him 120 euro, he was coming back with the change. I went to go, thanks. And then he goes, oh, thanks very much. And then walked off. I think gave himself a 25 euro tip and I was a bit like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, yeah, but like, it wasn't like, he was going to get like, probably a 15 euro tip anyway. So yeah, yeah. I was sort of like, oh, look, I'm not going to, I'm not going to call him back. Yeah, but the way, I mean? yeah, but the way you made a sound was if you were going to give him the whole 120. In my head, the way you were telling me there. No, I know, I know eventually yeah, you did, but it sounded like you were going to do that. Well, like, no, I was I was kind of thinking, like, if I take tenner back, that'll pay for a taxi home. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then it was like, I went to like, thanks, and he goes, oh, thanks, and then turned around and walked off. I was like, oh. <laughs> but it was grand. I was like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it means you don't owe him a tip next time. No, it doesn't. <laughs> so then uh, then we just went back to mine. We actually bought a bottle of wine back in mine. And then we ended up with, like, absolute chaos. I was asleep by 10 o'clock, and, like, uh, I slept for, like, 11 hours. And that was sort of It was actually such a good night It was like Just brilliant Like Just couldn't have actually yeah. Went any better I saw, I saw a picture put up She actually looked pretty well Yeah I know she, she actually looked great in it. So uh, Yeah Obviously we'll go out again For dinner at some stage But Maybe not to another Five star restaurant next time But like Maybe the time after Yeah but you're already yeah. You're already going out there now So yeah. like she's, she's She's stuck now So like Go for like yeah. A McDonald's or something. <laughs> You're right man Yeah yeah Set yeah, the yeah. standards Yeah yeah, yeah. McFlurry Although the thing is like, She's actually so like like yeah she really enjoyed going to Marco or Pierre White's obviously it's like real nice yeah. when you bring something to a nice restaurant but like yeah. she's like, like not like that if you know what I mean as in like she doesn't like expect to go to a five star restaurant she's like just as happy getting, sitting and getting Chinese like you know what I mean yeah. she's so just like going with the flow it's probably my favourite thing about her she's so easy going so I thought you liked her more because she listens to the podcast she doesn't listen to the podcast man <laughs> <laughs> so um that was that hopefully not <laughs> and then on Friday I went into work you yep. I had a bit of a fucking heart attack. I'm yeah. not going to lie. This is a great story. Um, so, I was in work and got in the morning, whatever, and stocked the shop for the first hour or whatever. I was working in the shop. Now, sometimes when you, like, I think everyone knows, well, most people know that I give tours in Jemison. Yeah. But, like, some days you get rostered to work in the shop. And this day I was rostered to work in the shop. So, I, I stocked the shop for the first hour or whatever. And then other people came in and they were like, right, Ross, we want you to go, like, sell the whiskey in the other shop by yourself. And I was like, alright Grant and like sort of the first hour and a half went by and I was like Grant whatever and the next couple of hours went by and I was a bit like uh, I got to the stage where I was there for like over five hours and I was left in the shop and I saw one bottle of whiskey by myself and like one, oh, someone was brought into me and they were like there you go this person wants to buy that bottle of whiskey and I like I lost my marbles I was like I knew there was six people working in the other shop and I was working this shop by myself and at the end of the day it was partially my own fault because I sort of like sucked it up and just dealt with it and like I never said to someone like here look can I get out of this shop uh, I sort of just brought it upon myself but then you sort of battle yeah. it in your own demons and you're like they're doing it on purpose I was like they want me to work in here while the other six work in there you know the what more, I mean yeah the more the time goes yeah. on the more you hate them yeah the more the time goes on the more I'm like they're doing it on purpose yeah. they're out to get me yeah. 
they want me to quit, right? <laughs> so I went up on my afternoon break and I was over five hours standing in this one shop by myself and like I'd sell one bottle of whiskey and like the customers were just kept on coming to the shop and being like, Is this shop open? And I was like, No, it's not actually it's only open for this. And I was oh, like, okay. the bo- that bottle of whiskey is a hundred euros. So it's not like somebody walking and go, Actually, yeah, I'll get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I was like, Oh here. <laughs> I was leaving my marbles. I went up for a cup of tea and I was like, I don't think I can go back downstairs. And then it was like, why don't you just ask him even to the other shop? I go, I think like I got I got so toxic in my own head. I was like, I can't go into the other shop now and pretend I'm grand either. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and then yeah, someone's yeah. like, Hey, about all the work in that shop all myself, and you can give a tour. I was like, I, I sort of gave to one of the girls. I was like, I don't want to go back downstairs. It's not about like what yeah, I'm doing yeah, down there. I was yeah, like, yeah. I was like, I'm done with today. So yeah. I turned, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I turned to the like person in charge. I was like, here, look, I need to go home. And yeah. they were just like, all right, fair enough, go ahead. And then like I sort of left, and it was like. Was that like an internal issue or an external issue? He just knew, like he just saw by the look of me. He was like, he needs to get out of here. Yeah. And then, and then he was, I was like, here, look, I was just left there. And then the next day, came into work, talked all out, and they were like, oh, we didn't actually mean to do that to you. And I was like, you actually probably didn't at all. But like, if you leave me there five hours of my own thoughts, like I'm gonna yeah. have a stroke. Yeah, it was just a lack but, of communication. Uh, yeah. So at the end of the day, or else they just hated you. Yeah. No, they don't hate <laughs> me. At all. So at the end of the day, like, if you have an issue in work, this is the moral of the story. Address it yourself. Don't just sit there and like, yeah, get demented. Yeah, yeah. So that was sort of what happened to me. And then Saturday, you came over and watched the fights. That was sort of it, it wasn't it? That was the plan. Yeah, that was the plan. That was my week. So I went from unbelievable day to me having a heart attack at work, spend time with best mate. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy actually, week. Yeah, yeah. We we're actually. Uh, before I actually got to Ross's, I actually, this this is sort of like, before, yeah, so before we got to Ross's, well, I got to Ross's, I went to saw Camilla, she's actually going away on Wednesday, so I just wanted to say bye, and then like, like, it's been so funny, ever since I started seeing her, we like, had a really good time, and then like, had these random arguments that I don't even know what's going on, and then like, they were grand again, <coughs> and then we have another argument, and then yesterday we were grand, had another one, and then like, I'm going to see her tomorrow, just before she goes, just to be like, right here, look, we're leaving on good terms. Because it started good, I think it should end good. And like she's gone for like three months now. Also, I gave her an Energize t-shirt as well. She said she wants one. She said she listens to the podcast. And also, do you know what the funny thing is, right? When we did the t-shirt giveaway, she, uh, what's called, Bruno's cousin, uh, Neve Blomer. Yeah. She wrote a comment being like, Barry has nice eyes. Barry has nice eyes, yeah. And then uh, Camilla saw that and she was like, what was that? And I was like, I was like, Bruno's, that's Bruno's cousin who's a lesbian, like. Like the last thing she's looking for is me, like you know? <laughs> free. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, it's so funny the way like people were pretend, like people pretend that they don't see it, and then like they're like she's like listening to all the shows as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like I don't know why you're. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't know. It's like it's like yeah, boy. I saw that. Yeah. It's like oh, I don't know. So, Yo, yeah, man, like, girls are complicated. I know, man. But it was they just are. yeah. But it's just more like it's more like I just want to be like happy all the time, and like I don't want to like. Like, we were having arguments over stupid shit, like, and, uh, like, half the time I didn't even know what we were arguing over, you know what I mean? It was just like, well, I, I wasn't arguing, I was getting argued at, like. You know Man, I mean? now you're a brunch expert, maybe you should go out for brunch with her tomorrow. Yeah, no, I'll do so, like, you know what I mean? I just, like, I don't know, she's like, she's a really good looking girl, she's like, she is quite nice, and like, in fairness, like, I just want her to just be happy, then, I'm sure she will be when she goes back and stuff. Yeah, like, just, just so, like. Give her a hug yeah. and tell her to have a good yeah. time. Yeah, I, I think it's, she's just like. I don't know. She's, I think I think she's more like just like just sort of takes it out of me because like she's moving away and then like I don't. Know, I think she's sort of going to miss me and then she's like, oh no, I don't want to miss him and then there's just too many things going through her head. Yeah, sometimes it's easier yeah. to like 
being old someone and then it's easier to leave than if you really like them and then leave. Yeah. But that's what I was afraid of too as well. I don't like see the thing is when like the way we're best mates, like we're never gonna fall out. Like unless it's like I don't know, like you start supporting City and then like I don't know. Yeah, and then so like I get annoyed that people say you have nicer eyes than me and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, but uh but girls like you, you like for some reason I don't think it's ever gonna last forever and hopefully I like, do eventually get something that lasts forever, but it's sort of like I think it's knowing especially the way when I first started seeing her that I know she knowing she was gonna be moving away. Mm. You're sort of like you're like you don't You almost get, build that wall up straight yeah, away that you're like yeah. don't yeah. get hurt. Yeah. yeah. I remember like she told me she really, really, really liked me, right? And I actually got a bit like I actually like took a like a step back then because I was real like I'm not used to someone being like that. And then she's like, why aren't you used to that? And I was like, I'm not used to fucking everyone telling me, people telling me they like me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's not as if like... Yeah, I don't even tell you I like you. Yeah, exactly, yeah. So I was just like, I was like, how are you meant to take that normally? You know what I mean? Because especially because like, basically like, like, not the last two years, but definitely in the, like, in the space over a year, I basically took myself out of like, putting myself out there just to solely concentrate on like, building the, the fundamentals for Energize and stuff. Because yeah. I knew like, I was like, right, if I like took time out, focus on something that was going to be brilliant, then it would be perfect, you know what I mean? Like, and then like, yeah, so, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so like, I just want to like, I just want to like leave things, let her go and do and her own thing. Let us know on next week's episode how it went. Okay. Key. Key, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah but uh, uh, I probably choice. won't see Camilla, and she does listen to the podcast, so Camilla. Have a safe flight to Brazil. Look after yourself. And try not to miss Barry too much. It is hard. I miss him when he's even in Amsterdam for two days. So, like... Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah but... Uh, the yeah. funniest man I know with lovely eyes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but another thing was... Uh, yeah, so after that, we had an argument then last night. So, thank God it's getting it fixed. Because I was just like, oh, here. So, uh, I went to Ross's house to watch UC 218. And then uh, the funny thing was, like... After, like... I kept having to wake him up for the fight to get fall asleep, right? And then, like, when the Nganu Overeem fight was on, uh, like, after that knockout, like, I mean, that was just insane. Like, Ross saw it with his own eyes, then woke up, like, 20 minutes later, he's like, what happened in that fight? And I was like, you saw it? And he's like, his brain, like, his brain is off, but his body's on. Like, that's that's what happens. Yeah, also, like, sometimes I sleep with my eyes open, which is, like, really <laughs> creepy, and, like... Yeah. I'm, I'm awake but I'm not going I don't know what's going on it's almost like I'm on drugs when I wake up because like <laughs> I start having these like conversations that don't exist I'll be like yeah and then Paul put the kettle on and then Richard went to the toilet and Barry's like what are you talking about yeah, and I go yeah, yeah. and I go yeah. you know what I mean man and then I go back to sleep <laughs> and Barry's like what's wrong with him <laughs> like I come out and like say full proper English sentences that like have no relevance yeah, whatsoever yeah. and I talk about people that don't exist yeah and then I go back to sleep. <laughs> Although I woke up with that Gagey Alvarez fight, and that was absolutely insanity. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, but it's funny the way. Yeah, so which obviously led to today, which is Sunday. So we're doing the podcast a day early, just because uh, we're both available to do it. Um, yeah, we thought give it an extra day's breath. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, because sometimes for, I think out of the last five podcasts, I say yeah, two of them we've actually released on it. Wednesday. Wednesday, yeah, and they get less traction. Yeah, yeah, and also I think like we've almost gone over two thousand downloads on the podcast as well. So um, very energized. Yeah, yeah. I say this one will put it over the two thousand because yeah. I think it's like it just needs another like thirty more downloads. But like, see, that's the thing when if you're ever building anything, you have to like set these mini goals. Like, like we were aiming for five thousand uh, on Instagram, and then like once like once we hit that, like we didn't even look back. Like it was just right. 
on to the next, on to the next goal. Just build yeah. the goals, build the goals, build the goals. Build yeah, the goals. so I suppose we'll probably move on to what is fight talk. Yeah, well, before we move on to that, is there anything else you have to say about the last week? Or or, or if you want to say how much you missed me or anything, you can just throw it in now. Um, or, or you can save for after. Yeah, you know what? I actually grew quite a fond appreciation for you. Because when you went away, I had to do like a lot of the energised work by myself. Yeah, and yeah, when I actually had to do a lot of it by myself, I actually realised how hard working you are at it as well. And I was like, fucking hell. It's a lot It's a lot harder when you have to deal with solo. And a lot of the time, realistically, if you're put percentage on it, Barry probably does like 65 to 70% of it. And then I do like the other 30 35 percent of it or whatever those percentages were I called out <laughs> when Barry made half and half yeah yeah when, when, when basically when I when I have to do all of it I'm just like yeah like it takes a sort of like 20 minutes to put a post out on yeah. each platform and like make yeah. sure they're all good and yeah. then like also like then start writing back to people and yeah. start like seeing what's going on so like and the yeah, stories yeah and the stories and like have to do the videos and, <laughs> and then the snapchat and the snapchat and the facebook and the facebook and, and, the even, Twi- and even twitter that and I and the Tinder and the Tinder that like we have our <laughs> joint profile on yeah so um and the grinder yeah. and um don't forget MySpace and Bebo so like when you get all them done out of the way and you put all the hashtags into them you're just like Jesus take, it's, about, it's about half an hour's work yeah. and like and the picture has to be good the picture has to be good with the right filter and then not, not only that but like I also, also try to do it like on my work break where people are like so Ross tell us about your day and I'm just be like in a minute. You're like, shut up, Mary. Yeah, like, I'm, I almost go to the toilet on my lunch break, how I can be like, yeah, done, no, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, no, I, I did miss him, but I also miss him as a person, obviously. I don't, I don't just miss him because, like, he, he does the work. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, what's called that? I'm just glad he had a good time and got home in one piece, so, like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's what I'm happy to do. Yeah, I'm looking forward to now just sort of, like, concentrating on December and then moving on, really kicking off, without, kicking off strong yeah. in January. Like, that's, yeah. like, I've, I, I've had my take in the piss and you know what? It was actually quite hard because, like, I almost tried on purpose not to get too many details on this trip. How we could tell the details on the podcast because sometimes I like when I hear first on the podcast and then you get my actual initial reaction. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a good trip. Yeah, it was just sort of like it's it's a different sort of group because like when we go with like the other group of lads, they they're like mad into the football and they want to yeah. go and just have loads of points and stuff. So I was sort of mm. I, was, I was sort of there's also a lot of different personalities in that crew yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, but overall, a good trip. Like, and then, uh, yeah, fair play to me. It was good. It was good to get to get to hang out with the lads a bit longer, apart from just like uh, just at a pre-session, just yeah, sort of really getting on, you know. Because I, I like like having a one-to-one conversation as much as I enjoy being in a group. Yeah, and then anytime you get to play with Lloyd, playing with Lloyd Rooney, it's chaos. It is chaos, man. He's yeah. a, he's he's a legend. He actually is a legend. He's like a walking wrecking ball, isn't he? He is. Yeah. Speaking of wrecking balls, though, we're going to move into the world of MMA. Uh, thank you so much for being tuned in so far, but the huge controversy that has surrounded Dublin over the last week, and we, we've been afraid to say anything. Yeah, well, it's it's not so much I think we've been afraid to say it, but it's not always right to speak on something within, without having the full facts. Yeah, or even even letting it settle and then coming out with a statement, yeah. rather than like just jumping straight at it. But first of all, we're, gonna, we're talking about Conor McGregor here. Yeah, uh, he's been ma- making some headlines on social media and in the local papers as well. So apparently, he went into um, a pub or a bar, depending on where you come from, in Crumlin, which is close to his hometown in Dublin. Yeah, and he got in a fight with what are known to be believed as mobsters or gangsters or wherever you're coming from. Yeah, I'm mobs- sure you know the terminology. Yeah, yeah, if you're from America, they're known as mobsters. In Ireland, they're known as gangsters. Yeah. So, and we are known as pranksters. 
<laughs> Very us. So uh, basically, what what is believed to have happened is is that a friend of Conor McGregor's got beaten up by some gangsters, and then Conor McGregor allegedly has gone into the pub to confront these guys who beat up his friend. Apparently, he beat them up, and then also during the brawl. A father of a very well-known hitman got hit, and then apparently now this is into, Conor McGregor has been brought into like a gangland feud now. Apparently, yeah, that is that are the that is what has been said around Dublin. And it's been said that there's like a nine hundred thousand euro sort of bounty or like settlement that needs to be made to like end the feud. Yeah, that is basically what has been said. I'm sure everyone's seen a lot of um, screenshots of WhatsApp messages saying yeah. all this sort of stuff. Barry, what's your sort of take on it? Alright, first of all, like, Conor McGregor is the most famous person in Ireland, I think, without a doubt. Yeah. Bar energised and Bar Niall Horn and Bono. But, um, look, people love Chinese whispers, right? Mm. Like, whether that happened or not, maybe he went into that bar and, and knocked the point over someone and then someone got a slap and that's about it, right? But whether that actually did happen or didn't happen, uh, there's no video footage of this. Uh, as you said earlier, when Conor McGregor walks into the room, everyone gets their phone out and it's just like, right, here we go. Especially if Conor McGregor walks into your local and you're just like, Conor and McGregor's people, And people are so good at like Snapchatting and video on the sly yeah, as well. Yeah. That it's just like, how did no one get the phone out and how was there no CCTV footage in the pub? Yeah. You know what I mean? I just don't believe yeah. that this story has much to it as has been said. Yeah. Um, look, because yeah, before we move on, he seemed to be keeping a low profile until that all kicked off mm-hmm. as well. Ever since the Mayweather fight as well. Well, there was a Bellator incident. Oh, sorry, Barry the Bellator. Yeah, yeah I actually told you about that. Yeah. yeah, so, like, who knows? People are saying, has he gone off the rails? Has he lost the plot? You know what I mean? It's a, it's it's very easy to make assumptions or make predictions. But, like, yeah. not many people are that close to the McGregor circle yeah. that they actually are in the know. Yeah, but the thing is, it is true that he, he has been out partying. Yeah. But, like... When you are after, like, basically, like, you are the face of the fight game, literally. Yeah. You're after coming out of a fight with the best boxer probably ever. Well, the most, the best uh, defensive boxer. You can say the best boxer ever, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. never lost. He's 50 yeah. And yeah, but, like, you know, someone might be at home and be like, Baz, you're fucking wrong, man. Yeah, but, but like, stand by your convictions, man. Yeah, like, you're one of the biggest celebrities in the sport. No, in, in the world. world. Yeah. He's one of the biggest celebrities in the I world. I know, yeah. yeah, but I still can't believe we're talking about Conor McGregor, this is the guy. Yeah. Like, how, how, would, how would the person at home who's listening to this podcast now, how would they react mm. having all that and all them eyes and all them expectations and, mm. like, so many times you prove people wrong. Like, how would you act normal? Like, if you look in, like, the music industry, the way, like, people go off the rails, like, uh, or even look look up Mayweather. Also, when no Mayweather was younger, like, he's the one who, like, boxed the head off his wife, had to go to jail. Um, if you're looking at, like... Also, no one says no to him. Yeah, obviously, yeah. Yeah, no one says no, so, like... Yeah. You're going to be, like... If no one ever tells you no, you're going to get extraordinarily like loose, really. Yeah. And I must say, Dana White sort of said this that he has a lot of like Klingons, as in like people who like cling on to him or hang around to him. Yeah. And I must say, his entourage has gotten a lot larger as of late, yeah. hasn't it? As in like there's like, there were, it was originally sort of like the MMA guys, and now like his sort of old friends are also like almost yeah. celebrities among themselves. In yeah, Dublin. in Ireland, in yeah. Dublin, yeah, yeah, to be yeah. Known, yeah. As in like, they were like, that's Conor McGregor's crew. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's yeah. the McGregor crew. Yeah. And, um, not like there's nothing negative about them. I've never heard anything bad about anyone in his crew, but it's just more so his entourage has grown, and everywhere he grow goes now, there's about nine to ten people who yeah. are with him at all times. Yeah, and it's um probably maybe not the best thing for him because like it 
it only takes one or two people in a group to be like, let's go party. And then he'll be like, yeah, let's go party as well. Yeah, but you know he, I mean? yeah, but like, who, who are we or who is anyone else to, to say who he should and should not hang around with? Oh, no, it's completely like, he's a smart guy. Yeah. yeah you don't make 110 million euros or dollars or whatever in one night not being intelligent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, yeah, but, um, I, but like, like, the stuff he's obviously doing is abnormal, but like, how could you... Like after fighting all them fights and being in the biggest fights, the most memorable fights in MMA probably, and in one of the biggest boxing matches ever, like how are you meant to just go home and like knowing you have all the Ferraris, the Bentleys, all the clothes waiting to be worn upstairs, all the sunglasses, all the cash? How can you just sit in and watch Netflix and chill? You know what I mean? You need that adrenaline. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I I completely understand. In France, he has every right to go party. He has every right to go yeah. do whatever he wants. It's it's like. At the end of the day, he's not even 30 yet. And yeah. he's, uh, like, if I had all of his money, I'd go out and party to the cows come home as well. So, at the end of the day, yeah. everything's rumoured. Yeah. There's no definite proof what he has done, what he hasn't done. There's no video evidence. And at the end of the day, he's still rocking around Dublin. So, I, I, I feel is, if, yeah. there was, if there was a hit out on his life, I don't think he'd be running around Dublin... Yeah. Being happy go Larry, you know. Yeah, because I mean? people were saying he was over in Lance Roddy, and then he actually he had he got to the court about yeah. his a four hundred euro dr- uh, driving fine, mm. and like that was the front page of the Irish papers as well. Yeah. Uh, also, there's the rumor that he has some girl over in Liverpool pregnant, but I haven't seen a kid, I haven't seen a picture of her pregnant. The only evidence that she has is that a picture of him apparently FaceTime her. But let's be honest, Barry, I can crop my head onto your body. I know, you know what I mean? I know, so like, yeah. so therefore, like. I'm sure she could crop a little square with her face into a FaceTime with someone else. You know what I mean? And also bear in mind, this is Conor McGregor. Like, if the if the news, whatever news is coming out about him, will come out. You yeah. Know what I mean? Yeah, now I know there are cases where you can get an injunction and, you know, I mean, no one will say nothing. Uh, I know that's been done in the past. But at the end of the day, we have no proof. And, like, the, the most evidence of any of this stuff happening so far has been... Screenshots from WhatsApps, yeah, from like who knows what groups, yeah. who knows what sources. People could just be making up stuff. A WhatsApp voice note that I that I got from some girl saying what was going on, but like, who knows? She could have heard that from a fourth person and then the voice note, and then Instagram posts from this girl from Liverpool, and realistically, like, she might just be looking to make a name out of herself to get on the next X on the beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, look, these are that's that's sort very of like, valid point. Like, yeah, very valid points. Very valid points. Yeah, these are sort of the facts. Where to get on the next like. Celebrity Big Brother So At the end of the day Absolute zero proof Of anything happened I even heard like Ridiculous stuff Like Tony McGregor Has gone over to Dubai To meet with the head of uh, Like one of the head gangsters In Ireland To like smooth things over <laughs> And like I, just don't, I don't believe any of that For a second And So I suppose that sort of Brings on to Conor McGregor As fine Yeah So Basically Conor McGregor Was doing 158 kilometers an hour on the Nace Road and um, was called Blanchetown Court. So originally he just sent his lawyer, he didn't show up and then the barrister or the judge was like, No, he has to show up himself. So he probably just wanted to meet him. I think it was actually a woman. Oh, um, she yeah. probably just wanted to meet him. She probably did, in fairness, she probably also wanted to sort of make a statement that like you can't disrespect my court like you can't not show up like yeah. no matter just because like you're a celebrity. Yeah. So showed up and um he goes, she says to him, so you're doing 158 in a 100 zone. Why were you doing that? And he goes, look, I don't know what speed I was doing. I don't know why I was doing it. And that's that. And she was like, 
Well, that's not really that, but uh, okay. Jeez. But then again, right, Conor McGregor's driving a BMW i8, and I'd say if you're doing 158 kilometers an hour in that, it's like doing like 60 kilometers an hour in your like Fiat Punto, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. As in, like, you don't feel how fast that is in that car. Yeah. It, like, that feels like normal speed. So, whatever. He's letting the horses run. Yeah, so. Uh, he wasn't doing around the roundabout now, I'd say. So, so the judge goes to him, uh, how much money do you earn? And then someone from behind Conor shared it, goes, I made 110 million in one day last year. <laughs> and like every, the courtroom erupted in laughter. And then Conor McGregor turns around and goes, it was actually 140, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like they all had a laugh over this. And then she goes, right, well, I'm going to give you the maximum fine of 400 euro. You have two months to pay it and you can pay it in installments if you want. And then the whole court laughed again. Hmm. And then he paid the fine. But while he, was, while he went into the courthouse, he actually parked his BMW i8 and a, and a Land Rover in the middle of the car park, as in, like, at the entrance of the courthouse, and they just left it there as they went to the court. Didn't park it anywhere. Yeah. Imagine doing that. Yeah. Like, imagine just, like, driving your car up uh, onto O'Connell Street and just getting out yeah. for half an hour and then just getting back into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. If anyone else did that, it'd be chaos, wouldn't it? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Yeah, so, look, he does what he wants. <laughs> and then and then people were like, he came out and he was like, oh, what am I with that? And then he was like, drove off. He was like, catch me if you can. Yeah. Very Conor McGregor. Mm-hmm. Very Conor McGregor. But I, I think that's sort of all on the Conor McGregor issues. If any more news comes out, we will discuss on the next podcast. Yeah, we will. But uh, in fairness, we could have discussed it last week, but we actually held off on discussing it until to see if any more facts come out. And yeah. realistically, no facts have still come out yeah. on it. Yeah, because it only came out on the day. Yeah. So like, it would have been like totally irrational to just yeah. come out with any statements. Because yeah. you don't know anything. Yeah, and we, we don't uh, we don't actually slander Conor McGregor and say he's doing all this if he's no. not doing it as well. No way, no way. So I suppose that brings us on to the actual fight to the fight world. Yeah, um, on Friday, the Ultimate Fighter finale was on Friday. Um, there was there was one fight, right? It was Ryan Janes versus uh, Andrew Sanchez, which was probably the most unbelievable fight I've ever seen. Just based on like the best comeback ever, the best yeah, it was, the it was up there with Czech Congo and Pat Barry. Yeah, yeah. Well, like no, this was just a different level. Um, I don't want like overly go into depth about it, but basically, like Janice was just like lying on the ground. His head was basically getting bounced all around. Your arms dripping like a basketball. Yeah, he was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I actually hate describing the fights, um, but uh, yeah, like definitely check it out. If not, send us a message and we'll like try and send it on to you. It's unbelievable. Um, overall the card wasn't actually that amazing um, when I was watching it I was only half interested because like, there was only one other person I really wanted to see which was Sean O'Malley he won the bantamweight by unanimous decision uh, he was kicking ass in the first round second round he was getting the head punched off him third round he came out and showed how good he was so I think he's now 9-0 in UFC and he's now after getting a contract for the fighter but, uh, uh, for the UFC but also the headline of the card was the women's flyweight division for the uh, title. For the title. The inaugural <coughs> women's flyweight title. The inaugural. Uh, it went to a unanimous decision. It was uh, Nico Montano defeated Roxanne Montaferri. Um, this is the thing about having the Ultimate Fighter finale. Like No one really cared about the card, really, did they? This is basically how it went down. So, Nico Montana. Is that how you say her name? Uh, yeah, Mon- Montano. Yeah, right. So, she she's actually 3-2 and two in her career. And now she's the UFC flyweight champion, which sounds actually ridiculous. It makes the belt sound very unprestigious. Uh, Roxanne Manaferi actually filled in. She actually lost the semi um, of the Ultimate Fighter to Eubanks, which I actually thought was like, maybe she's related to Chris Eubanks and that's sort of cool, but she actually isn't at all. So, um, look, basically, 
whoever's holding this title will not be holding it in this time next year. Basically, they did the ultimate fire to create a decision. Whoever the best women's flyweight in the world is, is either someone who's already in the women's strawweight division or in the women's bantamweight division. They'll either go up or go down. She's just a fitter holding the title. And I almost feel bad for her because realistically, she's the most unknown UFC champion ever. And UFC did a terrible job building it. Maybe, maybe Duran to me. Maybe actually up there, yeah. yeah. But um, just like, I can't believe there's a UFC champion and I just don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Alright, we'll move on because that's just a waste of time. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> obviously, so we're going to stick with the UFC, obviously because like uh, Bellator was on over the weekend as well. But last night, UFC 218 was on. Um, everyone knows it was how ridiculously good it was. It was actually off the rails. But, uh, we're I was actually jealous of people who were at it. Yeah, we're going to go through some of the fights because... Uh, oh, no, you sort of want to go through all these, don't you? Well, I'll just do a quick, brief uh, layover. So, Felice Herrig uh, fought against Courtney Casey in a women's fight. And it was actually brilliant because by the third, end of the third round, it started giving each other the finger and like scrapping. Yeah. So, it was actually like, quite a back-and-forth fight. Uh, Herrig won by split decision. And to be honest, if it went either way, it wouldn't have been too averse to it. Yeah. Um, but it was a good women's fight, which is uh, always nice to see. And then you had uh, David Tamor fighting against Stracker Close. Tamor won. Joe Rogan was like hyping up loads before this fight, wasn't he? On uh, yeah, Tamor. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, he won the decision of Dracker Close, who I was very high on after beat Mark Dayakese. So great win for him. I- I'd love to see him fight like Anthony Pettis or something next. I'd like to see him get a bit of a name, how he can actually Tamor. build. Yeah, yeah just yeah, build yeah. like a bit of recognition off himself. That'd be bad for Pettis though. Probably so. And then we move on to one of the two fights of the night. Yeah, in the welterweight division, Yancey Medeiros defeated Alex Oliveira by TKO. Uh, this was vicious. Wasn't it? Yeah. It was probably one of the most back and forth, rock and sock and robot fights yeah. I've seen in a very long time. It, like, Oliveira knocked down Medeiros, then Medeiros knocked down Oliveira, yeah. and it just sort of went back and forth. I gave the first round to Oliveira, yeah. He's, he was sort of like got the better of it, then the second round Medeiros got the better of it, and then came to the third round, and it just looked like Oliveira had nothing left in the tank. Yeah, I think it was because he broke his nose so early. He yeah. broke his nose within the first minute and a half, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. And look, if you can like see the highlights of that fight on, on YouTube or Instagram, definitely do it. It's yeah. unreal. I think it's more because there were so many other amazing things happen on the card that that would be like so far back on the mm. actual 118 oh sorry 218 search mm. uh, also in the lightweight division Paul Felder defeated Charles Oliveira by TKO um, this is a great win for Paul Felder because Oliveira is very high level but uh, Oliveira or Felder actually hit him with an elbow and then Oliveira actually tapped out strikes and then the ref didn't see it so Felder smashed about 5 elbows after that and it was pretty impressive victory right so yeah. Uh, also, in the women's strawweight, Tisha Torres defeated Michelle Watterson. Possibly a fight between two. Uh, like, like it's not very often when two women are fighting, and they're actually like both quite cool looking as well, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Tisha Torres, we both thought was going to win before this. Yeah. Uh, I think Michelle Watterson is is better. Undersized for. Yeah, very undersized, but probably a better like technique and stuff. Yeah. But it was just like Tisha Torres is like a bull. Yeah, Tisha Torres is like she's very st- small and stocky, yeah. but like obviously she's like quite good looking as well. So I don't mean stocky in like a she's tank grinding, but like she's just very sort of like thick or something. Yeah, she puts her head down and like gets in there with the punches, yeah. and that's just it. Like yeah. she she's like sort of fair, she's not afraid of her opposition's power. Yeah. That's the way I put it. Yeah. So she got in there and made it a bit ugly and got the job done. Yeah. And then in the lightweight division, Eddie Alvarez defeated Justin Gaethje, which was fight such- of the year. 
Five the year. So, so good. So, 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 so good. The two of them just like put their heads down and just slugged it out. Yeah. It, it was, was actually incredible. It was brilliant. It was actually brilliant. And then like, they were so tired at the end. Yeah. And, like, have you ever seen your, like, you, you they were leading against each other. Yeah, yeah. They were like, it was, do you ever see like two drunk lads trying to leave a bar, like, yeah. like uh, holding on to each other and yeah. falling on the ground? It was exactly like that. It yeah. was so good. And then Gagey was doing these leg kicks at one stage and you could just tell that it was going one way or another, but he was so tired that he could only like do them every like 10, 20 seconds. Yeah. And uh, Alvarez eventually grabbed him in the clinch and hit him with this knee and like, that yeah. was it. It was game over. Yeah. Uh, it was funny because, like, after Alvarez, ever since Alvarez, like, got destroyed against McGregor and then, like, had the fight against Poirier that was cancelled. I mean, that was, uh, that came to a DQ and, uh, like, for him to win that such a brawl, like, mm-hmm. I actually felt happy for him that he was just, like, like, he hadn't been the same since the McGregor fight and then that's after, mm-hmm. like, being, like, right, I can still do this. And at 35, he probably, if he had lost that, he probably would question if he could ever go again. Yeah. Because, yeah, he definitely broke his, um, What's that? What's that? There's orbital. Yeah. Yeah, there's orbitals like just blow your eye. Oh, thought, yeah. Okay, yeah, he definitely broke that. So Or it's like cheekbone maybe. Cheekbone. One of the one of the two, yeah. Yeah. He broke something anyway. He had a massive lump on his face. Yeah, he broke something anyway. Yeah. But uh, after that fight he went into the flyweight division, Henry Cejudo defeated Sergio Pettis, uh, to be honest, wasn't really great. Like, yeah, I mean, it was fairly one sided but nothing spectacular. Yeah, it was less striking, it was more like uh, grappling and then yeah. so Henry Cejudo like he is just like so good. Like obviously because he's Olympic gold, but he's just yeah. like he was too too experienced. Yeah, almost. but there's also that sort of like Cejudo, I feel like is a fully grown man and Pettis is still like not a fully developed man yet either, and he just had like that strength and like just that smart over money might say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then we move on to the big dogs, Barry. Yeah, and they did not disappoint. In the heavyweight division, Francis Ngannou defeated Alistair Overeem by KO. Um, I wasn't able to sleep last night with the the nightmares of the after that night knockout, man. I can't, I can't even talk. I'm so afraid. Like it was, you know what? I thought when Rumble uppercut Glover Teixeira, that was an uppercut from hell. Yeah. But like, this was an uppercut from like a demonic place. Yeah. I've never seen someone. Be uppercut so badly in my yeah. entire life. The, the the punch like in my head reminisces of like someone with a baseball bat trying to hit a home run, like the hardest home run ever, right yeah. to the face. And, and it was it was yeah. at the, the absolute pinnacle of the uppercut as well, wasn't it? It was it couldn't have actually been at a more of a better place of the uppercut. It was pure baseball bat. And like Ngani was one of the most impressive physical specimens I've ever seen in my entire life. He's such a monster. I couldn't believe how much bigger he was than over him. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. wider, taller, thicker. He's just like the ultimate package. He's uh, he just has everything, and like people referenced after how he could be like the Mike Tyson. Yeah, and I, I was like, the second I heard that, I was like, yes. Yeah, like, he's yes. Just, he's just an incredible specimen. Yeah, and then obviously in the main event of, of the, the evening, evening, we saw Max Holloway Jose Aldo two. Yeah, and that's exactly what it was. It was the second fight. It was the first fight replayed. It was yeah. Max Holloway TKO in the third round. And Max Holloway really like he has a dog in him when he fights, doesn't he? Yeah, he, he was. I, th- I think he was almost letting uh, um, Jose Aldo hit him as well, just be like, "Look, you can't do anything to me." Mm. Yeah, he, he really, was, really, he was really sort scared. of. He was like taking the jabs, taking the right hands off him, and he just stayed in his face and he pushed the pace. And Aldo, on obviously on short notice, didn't have the cardio to go with him. Yeah, and like also the way Holloway backed up Aldo. It's much harder to keep your cardio because you don't practice like going backwards all the time. Yeah, true. You practice going forwards all the time. So when you're you're going backwards all the time, it takes a lot more energy out of you than it does going forward all the time. And Holloway just looks he looks unbeatable at uh, featherweight. That's the thing, yeah. 
I don't I don't know who could beat him there. But so, see the thing, see the thing is like every time someone seems to win a title, it's like why don't they move up and get a super yeah. fight? Why, like and then Max Holloway sort of like he wants to create his legacy at featherweight. Is that, yeah, yeah, but like but like you're like okay, well done to him for that, right? But then you look at Demetrius Johnson, you're like, why aren't you jumping up? Yeah, I know Demetrius Johnson has defended the belt what, yeah. ten if not eleven times, and Max Holloway has only defended it once now against the greatest featherweight ever, but. It, you're sort of like is he just going to stay there and knock off the sort of shorter guys who are all sort of older as well like who really in that division is there to, for him to fight really well Barry I think this is a perfect time to introduce a new energised segment where I call it who's next yeah yeah who's yeah, next, who's yeah. next? Yeah. so we'll look at maybe the main card and you can start off by asking me the first fight and then we'll say who's next for each fighter okay uh, okay so Tisha Torres is winning Tisha Torres winning. I actually think if uh, Yoannia and Jacek isn't fit enough to fight Rosami Yunus next, give her that because they've actually gone, um, they've actually fought each other before, and Tisha Torres has beaten Rosami Yunus, so therefore it'd be a nice setup for that match. True, yeah. So Barry, who does uh, Eddie Alvarez fight next? I just don't know. I think like maybe you see, you already fought Poirier. Um, but went to no contest. I know, yeah, but like, although that fight was good, wasn't it? Yeah, it was very good. Well, they've unfinished business. Then yeah. I think that's that, that should. Just I think that's out. actually a great show. Yeah. Uh, okay. Or uh, in the flyweight, Henry Cejudo. Well, for me, I think he should fight Army Joseph Benavides. Yeah. Okay. Uh, they had a close split decision last time that Benavides got the nod over, and considering Demetrius Johnson looks like he's going to fight TJ Dillashaw, they need a clear number one contender and yeah. let those two mm. scrap it out again. Yeah, because yeah, I don't. I'm not, I'm not interested in him and Demetrius Johnson at all. You know. No. That? Just no interest. Demetrius Johnson just made such short work from last time. Yeah. That I don't believe yeah. he's gotten that much better that he'd be able to beat him this time. I just yeah. I just like when people get into like the deep waters and survive and you're just like, geez, this fella has it. You know what I mean? That's what I love. Right, obvious question for you, Barry. Francis Ngannou, who's next? Uh you. <laughs> Jeez man, I didn't realise you hate me that much. Uh, you can you can knock him out in the in the third. Uh, yeah, Francis Ngannou Dana White said that he finds Steve Abe Miocic. Um, it's either like Steve Mjolta is going to have to sign or else he's going to have to like vacate yeah yeah defender vacate Tony Ferguson yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think I, Dana White was like I'd love that for Boston but um, like that would be incredible I think um, that that's the only fight to make isn't it yeah 100% like if like you can just picture Ngannou being the champ for ages until like all of a sudden he becomes such a massive celebrity that like another Ngannou comes out of nowhere and yeah. demolishes him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then for the main event, Max Holloway. Um, realistically, Frankie Edgar had face surgery and he was next. So if he's fit, Frankie Edgar. But if he's not, I think it's the winner of this weekend's card, which would be uh, Cub Swanson versus Brian Ortega. Because there were talks of Cub Swanson stepping in to fight Holloway on short notice. So I think the winner of that could be next unless Frankie Edgar is fit in time. What about Lamas? No, I think he needs to... Does not, does he not needs another win or two because like yeah, he, he, fought, he fought Holloway and Holloway smashed him yeah but there's so there's many like names in the division really not, not really I feel like Holloway has to become the name I think that's the way it's going to have to work yeah. but um, overall think, overall the card was brilliant it was absolutely disgracefully good it was yeah. one of the best cards I've ever seen yeah. and you know what we actually said that on last week's podcast that we were like the name recognition might not be the best on this uh, fight card but the actual fight, fights itself were absolutely spectacular yeah 
They were. So, they were. It, it lived up to the card. And also, if you're wondering why Ross knew so much about that, he obviously rewatched the fights today. Yeah, yeah. I woke up and I was like, I have to rewatch them because I I saw the Tish Torres Waterson fight. Then like I fell asleep. Oh no, I watched the Gaethje Alvarez fight. When I woke up for that, I couldn't fall asleep. And then I fell asleep for the Cejudo fight. Watch that today. Then obviously rewatched the Ngannou fight twice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they were. That was the fight. So uh, yeah, the UFC fight night is on this weekend. Um, yeah, you have uh, Brian Ortega versus Cub Swanson. Cub Swanson. I yeah. think we'll probably only discuss like the top three fights. The rest yeah. of them are all fairly irrelevant. Yeah, was yeah. Where uh, I actually I didn't see where it's actually on. I'm actually know. not too sure either. I didn't write it down. Ah, whatever. It doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, first of all, the card is not stacked. Yeah. So don't be surprised when you see a lot of people who you don't actually know are fighting. Uh, <laughs> in the bantamweight division, Marlon Moraes. Is fighting Aljamain Sterling, um, the Mar- Funk Master. Al- Marlon Moraes did he not fight recently? As yeah, well? he fought John Dodson and beat him. That was quite. That was recently. That was very recently. Yeah, I actually think I actually think someone got injured and he's stepping in on short notice to fight fight here. Which we, I suppose if he's not injured, I don't want. They're actually both New Yorkers as well. I think Marlon Moraes trains with Frankie Edgar. Yeah. Yeah, that's as actually far as that's definitely a tough test for Aljamain Sterling because uh, John yeah. Dodson's not an easy win. And yeah. Um, Although he would be undersized in bantamweight. Sterling's a very good grappler, but I don't know, I just think Moraes is going to win that fight. Like, I think sometimes when you take a fight on short notice, like, you just had a fight, so therefore, he's in fighting shape, and, like, he probably doesn't need to do as many sparring rounds, because he did load sparring rounds for his last fight. Yeah. And I just think, sometimes when you stay active, it really helps it. Yeah. I don't know, there's something about Sterling that he just seems to be more interested in being cool, rather than... Yeah, he wants to, he, he wants to be there. the celebrity and get the yeah. cash, doesn't he? yeah. With, um, his, with his chain as his fade yeah yeah. Uh, for some reason I, t- I, t- I like to call with Marlon Moraes uh, yeah. the featherweight division Jason Knight versus Gabriel Benitez uh, Jason Knight he came off a brawl in his last fight didn't he oh yeah two fights ago he had a brawl remember they had the battle of the the hillbillies the hillbillies yeah, yeah whatever they were the, calling is that the one he won yeah yeah and then he fought Ricardo Lamas and Lamas made a show of him Okay. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like we were like Jason Knight for the win, yeah. and then like he was just not very good at all. Yeah. Uh, and then I'm not too familiar with Gabriel Benitez was off the Ultimate Fire Latin America, and he actually looks very good. But I'm back on the Jason Knight bandwagon yeah, yeah. just because like he's exciting and fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. He's like the featherweight Justin Gaethje. Yeah. Yeah. He is. He just yeah. gets in there and like throws it all down. Yeah, and then um, in the main event of the <laughs> evening, this yeah. could like honestly you've been on like the prelims of the last card, yeah. wouldn't it? And yeah. like no one would have given out. Yeah, Cub Swanson versus Brian Ortega. Um, T City. Cub Swanson's coming off a win against uh, our mate Artem. Yeah. Um, Brian Ortega's coming off a win. He's a jiu-jitsu practitioner. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's a black belt in jiu-jitsu and like. When I say black belt, I'm like Damian Moya level black belt. Yeah, he's a he's a really good backstory. If you want to check out the fighter and the kid. Yeah. Or the big brown breakdown, I forget which one it is. Yeah, he's sort of a slick character, isn't he? Yeah, he seems like a really cool guy. He had like he had problems when he was younger. Yeah. People he hung around with him just went straight into Jiu Jitsu. He comes across he smokes loads of weed. Yeah. But um he's almost like a bit of a Diaz look to him or something, doesn't he? Uh I don't know, he has all the slick back hair and stuff. Yeah, but as in like sort of like Diaz like body. He's like sort of long and lean. But for me, I think Hob Cub Swanson's gonna have too much on the feet for him here, and he's not gonna be able to like, like catch Cub Swanson like in a submission. To be honest, to to think of yeah, well Cub, Cub Swanson is like he seems re re energized, yeah. but uh, he, Cub Swanson's already fought 
Max Holloway. So if, would you say if he, he won this, you'd call out Max Holloway? Yeah, 100%. Because yeah. there were talks of him getting the 218 fight. But it's sort of in hindsight, it makes sense that they gave the Aldo, uh, or Aldo. Because like, when you think about it, Holloway Aldo sounds a lot better than Holloway Swanson, doesn't it? For a pay per view. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah, but uh, is there anyone else in the card you want to give a shout out to? Just have a look over there. Not particularly. Uh, Alexis Davis is fighting Liz Camus in a flyweight matchup, which is quite interesting just because they're actually fighting a flyweight. Other than that, like. Nothing else really sticks out to me too much, to be honest. Okay. Um, well then. Yeah, it's actually a very poor card by UFC, in fairness. Not overly impressed by it. Yeah. Bellator 189 was also on over the weekend. Um, yeah, Julia Board won in her featherweight title fight. Which, like, to be honest, it's sort of irrelevant because, like, Chris Oyborg is the best women's featherweight in the world. So yeah. no one actually cares who the Bellator yeah. featherweight champion yeah, is. Loads of people wrote online after that, like... Uh, Arlene Blen Cow was robbed of that decision as well. You know what? Oh yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I did. I did. I like. I had no investment in either, so it didn't really bother me. Um. In other other thing, uh, Rafael Lavatel Junior. Be Chris Cunico and like he's undefeated. He's like in his mid thirties. He started off as a boxer, and apparently his Brazilian Jiu Jitsu credentials are actually far beyond any other American-born person in the world. Like, apparently he's the biggest knees when it comes to jiu-jitsu. So he's like the black belt of all black belts. So fair play to him. Um, he's someone to look out for. Maybe he might fight for um, the title soon in Bellator. Yeah. This is the card here for UFC in Italy. So, aka UFC 190, yeah? Yeah, so you have the champion, uh, Rafael Carvalho. He's fighting Aleska Sakara. Uh, obviously, some people might know Sakara from his UFC days. He's yeah. an Italian sort of striker. Realistically, uh, he's probably only getting a title fight because they've gone to Italy, let's be honest. And I don't expect the title to change hands. But they're also doing like a Bellator kickboxing event as well, which is actually a bit more interesting. Um, Luka Jelovic. Oh, Luka Jelovic fighting. I forgot uh, the SPG um, yeah. fella. He's fighting Brandon Gritz, who's a very good lightweight from Bellator. Very strong American back, uh, wrestling background. Now that I know that Luka's fighting, I'll actually be very interested in it. Yeah. He's very good uh, training partners with Dylan Tuke. Yeah. Also, so, also look, Bellator kickboxing's on and Joe Schilling's fighting. Yeah, Joe Schilling's fighting. Loads of people probably know Joe Schilling from uh, Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah. He's always on. And then also Raymond Daniels is fighting in the main event and he's a very highly regarded kickboxer <coughs> as well. So if you are if you get a chance to see the kickboxing, I'd be more interested in actually seeing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, same here, yeah. Um, Obviously also, Michael Collins fighting as well. Yeah, yeah. Just to yeah. re-shout that out. Yeah, on Saturday Michael Collins fighting in Madison Square Garden again, New York City, our second home. Um, all the best this weekend and uh, obviously we'll put out some posts during the week just giving a big shout out but anything else to say more about the fighting world no um, UFC 218 one of the best cards I've ever seen in my entire life and then I actually don't like the way it sort of moved into a lull having to talk about Brian Ortega versus Cub Swanson because you sort of sometimes you put on a good card and then like the next card ends up being not so great because the last card was so good and I think that's sort of what happened there, wasn't it? That's what happens, yeah. Yeah, so. Okay, so overall, that's the fighting part of the segment. Uh, we're just going to look at the football part now for the next 20 minutes. So thank you for staying energised. And here we go. Here we go. Um, as you know, the Premier League was on during the week. Uh, there was matches on Tuesday and Wednesday. But uh, since that's so far back, we're going to look over the weekend because that's yeah. when the main fixtures are on. So I think the best thing to do is actually kick off with Manchester United against Arsenal, because that's the match that made the headlines. Manchester United beat Arsenal away from home 3-1 in, honestly, one of the most unbelievable matches I think I've seen in football in a long, long time. End-to-end action, goals, red cards. Um, it was almost like we were watching football back in the day. Yeah, um, 
you know he took very early lead and like they doubled the lead very early as yeah. well and they got the half time lead Arsenal scored uh, not too long after the break and yeah. then Jesse Lingard how good has he been over the last few games <laughs> I can't believe I said that out loud yeah yeah <laughs> Like I remember, I was looking at Chelsea Lingard, and I was like, first of all, he like he's like twenty six now, I think. Yeah. And he looks, he has like the body shape of like a sixteen year old. Yeah, I always just look at him and go, I think he almost gets away with being. Oh, he's not fully developed yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like that's the sort of built in excuse, yeah. Adam. Yeah, but it was weird. Like you know, like the way he was running was sort of he like he sort of dances in a way. Like obviously he's like a grade F Lionel Messi now. That's probably a bit harsh, but it's probably not because Messi's so good. Yeah. But the way he sort of moves his body puts the defenders all over the place. For instance, against Watford when he went through, those defenders couldn't get near him because he was like dancing and they were following him and then all of a sudden he buried a bottom corner. And then it was his tracking, it was his closing down of the de- defenders for Arsenal that created that United goal as well. Tuning up after 10 minutes, Arsenal were like, what the fuck? They went going home now. Uh, but like David De Gea is after proving that he's actually the best goalkeeper in the world. Baron none. Uh, Neuer... Like I haven't seen any like amazing saves coming out of Neuer recently. I mean, no, and I've been looking at it on the internet. Like you know, it's it's no offense to Neuer now, obviously, but like that's okay. I like, almost feel it's uncontested. Like he's that yeah. that good. Like the double save he made yeah. was absolutely incredible, and he's just so aware. He's su- he's such a cat. Yeah, and his reflexes are second to none. He's a guaranteed extra fifteen points a season having him in the, between the sticks. Yeah, it's like. Like uh, I have Anthony Martial on Instagram, and then like you, on, he put up a story. He was like, "With the best keeper ever." The guy was like a bit embarrassed and yeah. stuff, and I was just like, "Unreal!" And like Martial's kicking into gear as well. I think uh, Pogba getting sent off. Like I mean, what can you do? These things happen. Um, whether he meant it or not, I don't think he's really a bad guy under it all. No. I don't think anyone really does. It's just unfortunate that City games on the weekend That's true. to be banned for, but no, go on, keep going. Yeah. Um, who else? I think Lukaku needs to practice his first touch. Um, Valencia got on the score sheet Valencia that was, He took that at such a weird angle Like usually people Go straight at it But he was sort of like oh, I'll take another Step to the right And then buried Yeah but also If I if that, if that goal was scored Against United I would have been like That was terrible by us Yeah it was Like Arsenal's defending Was not very good For the first two no. goals What was Mustafi even doing Sort of taking it on Taking it Wasting time But in fairness like some of the Arsenal players really came to play. Yeah. Um, Ozil had a good game, which is normally when Arsenal get beaten by two goals. Like he's the first person, the scapegoat, isn't he? Yeah. And then the, Otto Sanchez was very like dangerous as well. Um, he got fouled a few times outside the box. Fortunately, I, I, I remember Ashley Young ran back for one of the free kicks and headed off the line. It was just like Ashley Young's been sensational. Yeah, his even two if, goals against what were were like world class. World class, yeah. Even the even the the free kick was just absolutely brilliant. I couldn't believe when that went in. I was actually watching it and go, that went wide. And then I saw everyone celebrating and I go, oh, wait, scored. Just because yeah. you, oh, oh, first of all, I wasn't expecting Ashley Young to hit the free kick out of everyone yeah. on the pitch. I don't think anyone thought that yeah. as well. And then secondly, I was like, that was actually a world-class free kick. Like, couldn't have hit any better. Yeah. He's um, back in the England squad. He's only like, what, 30, I think 31, 32. Yeah. Suppose he, he's only getting off a one-year contract, but he wants two years. Yeah. Also, I've been watching like, you, you, when you're watching BT Sports they sort of give you the stats throughout the game and for the last two or three games Ash Young's had like the most passes and the most touches out of any Man United player yeah. which is quite impressive yeah. considering he plays left back yeah, but you know what's even more impressive you know his defence is so impressive yeah. and like we haven't even got a solid back four or back three or back five no, whatever. We're playing, we're playing two wingers and centre halves and people keep changing yeah. I think Bailey needs to get back into that centre back yeah. to like really sturdy it up because we're, we're sort of like 
Mm. But like when you have the gay and gold, you can do anything, you know. Yeah, it's very loose. Yeah, but uh, in fairness, Arsenal put out a good performance as well. I oh, even watched the Arsenal fan TV after, and the fans were literally just like, "Here, look, the gay. That was probably one of the ba- best goalkeeping performances, and like on any other day, against any other team, they would have they would have got." An equaliser, especially yeah. the double save he made, which would have made a two all. Yeah, like that, that was, was just Lacazette, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was just yeah Lacazette and then uh, Sanchez as well. Yeah. That was just would have changed the whole game. But these things happen. Sometimes win, sometimes you lose. Like in fairness, remember we battered Arsenal in the FA Cup, and then we actually lost to them on penalties, and like that was what 2006. Yeah. These things just happen. But uh, it was great to see it was a good battle. Yeah. Re- because it really like ignites the football back in. You know what I mean? I hate all yeah. this. Like even even we'll move on to Man City for a second. Uh, yeah, we, we may as well go to Man City. Yeah. No, it's today, but uh, the way the passion Guardiola had, like, did you see when he was giving out to Redmond? Because like he was like, he wanted. Red- I know Redmond plays for Southampton. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, he was like, you should should be fighting more, fight more, like pushing, not yeah. not pushing, pushing, but like telling them. And like it was just a bit like that's the passion of football. That's why people support mm. these teams. That's why people pay the money to go to these matches. That's why the people buy these jerseys with the names on the back, and these are people's idols. That is what football is. And if you take that out of football, then why the fuck even watch it? You know what I mean? No, I 100% have to agree with <laughs> you. And, and that's just the way, like, Arsenal United, I almost felt like the rival went into a bit of a lull for a while. And yeah, then this, this, like, reignited it almost. Yeah, it did, yeah. And it was just, sometimes you need a game like that to be like, this is football. Yeah. And, like, even if you bring up City, you know what I mean? Like, they they scored in the ninety second minute during the week. You know what I mean, or ninety sixth minute. You know what I mean, and like that's the thing. You want your team to fight right to the last minute. Yeah. And like City keep on scoring late, and yeah. I was like, that's United's thing. So stop doing that. Yeah, they will. Yeah, they have to win a two one again today against Moisey. Yeah. Uh, that, that they're just so good in attacking, and then the end balls are so good, and everyone's sort of on fire at the moment. Um, United are actually taking on Man City next week, so that, that should be a good game to watch. Yeah. Uh, very intense. That's on a Sunday, isn't it? We'll go over yeah. that after. But uh, Liverpool won both their games well, didn't they? Liverpool won both their games. They actually beat Brighton their 5-1. And, um, I, I'm actually surprised not to see Salah on the score sheet. Yeah, no, yeah. But, uh, like, I mean, in fairness, if you're a Liverpool fan, you should be expecting to beat Brighton. Yeah. I, I know we actually lost to Huddersfield away but you should be expecting to be Brighton come on now you're a Champions League side um, well good win nonetheless double Ch- win actually yeah. Chelsea won both games well, didn't they Chelsea won both games yeah Murad and Hazard scored against Newcastle I think it was and they're both looking frightening good yeah I said that a couple of weeks so it looks like Hazard's really kicking back in and yeah. uh, is scoring again fair play Um who else? Everton won 2 0. Ross Cowell gave a big shout out to Wayne Rooney during the week. Fair play, Ross. Scored a, he actually scored a very good hat trick. And the, I've helped hard because it was against West Ham. And Joe Hart cleared this ball, came out like about 10 yards outside his box. And then Rooney just kicked the ball over his head from about the halfway line. Oh, did he? Yeah. Right. You'll have to Google that one, man. Yeah, I missed it, yeah. Yeah, and it was like a low drive and it just went straight in. I was like, just when you see Joe Hart, like, see that ball go in, you're just like, Oh, things just don't go right for him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you make a big Sam taking the job for everything as well? Um, look, great man setting ship. I don't know whether he's going to, you know, bring on their football or whatever, but look, Often won the first right. game, undefeated England manager. When's the last time big Sam lost the game? Put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Neal and Petchy, he's happy now. Yeah. And Sam Jackson. Yeah. Two lads. Two lads, yeah. Uh, Leicester City beat Burnley 1-0. Uh, Burnley seem to be losing a couple of games now. So, uh, Oh, Damari Gray like, wrecked himself scoring that goal. Did he? Yeah, um, but realistically, 
No one cares about either of those two teams. Okay. Uh, yeah, we haven't got many Leicester City fans here. Yeah. Um, Stoke beat Swansea 2-1 over the weekend as well. Uh, Shakiri scored again. Uh, Wilfred Boney on the score sheet after, like, it seemed like a bit of a drought. Apparently, no, you know when the last time Boney scored? It was for Stoke against Swansea. Was it? Yeah, it was that fixture last year. Was it? <laughs> yeah, um, Swansea are now rock bottom of the Premier League. Nine points. Drowning. Yeah. Uh, Watford drew one all with Spurs. Uh, Spurs... Are seem to be struggling now in the league. Yeah, I think they haven't won either the last two games. That's, that's not, not great. That's not looking good, man. No, that's not looking good. Also, Sanchez sent off and Adeverald is still injured, so that's not good. Well, it's going to be Dyer and for Dongan sent yeah. off. Yeah, there was a classic actually on in the Hawthorns, by the way. West Brom drew nil all with Crystal Palace. Ross Cowell's made uh, Saha playing and not scoring. So, what did you check out that classic? I, I actually watched that one on match today, and I was like. I was watching being like, why are they showing <laughs> They should just go nil all and just yeah. not show it. Yeah, and then uh, Bournemouth faced Southampton and it was a one-all draw today. In the battle of teams who don't, no one cares about. Yeah, Charlie Austin scoring again. Man, get on to the Champions League, will you? Yeah. Or are we doing the Premier League this weekend? Give me one second. Shane Long, I just want to check Shane Long. Did he play? I don't think he did. He wasn't even on the bench. Very He's gone. He's going to be leaving in January, you know that? Yeah, he has to. Yeah. Okay, so... I think we should then. Do you do Champions League or do you do next weekend? No, we do fixtures. next weekend's fixtures and then back to Champions League. Yeah. So we, is that what why we, not? Is that what we did last one? Uh, well, we're on the Premier League, so we might as well stick at it. Yeah, okay. So this quick fire. Quick. What do we call again? Quick, quick fire. Quick fire. Ross's favourite round. Okay. Kicking off on Saturday. West Ham United versus Chelsea. Chelsea. Half 12. Chelsea, yeah. Hard luck, Moisey. Burnley versus Watford. Ooh, draw. I'm looking at Watford there. Crystal Palace versus Bournemouth. Just smell Palace. a draw. I smell a draw. Say you're drawing a man, agree with me for a Man, no, I have to pick Zaha. Alright. Uh, Huddersfield versus Brighton. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm watching that. Like. Yeah, um, Huddersfield. 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 Huddersfield just got. Did it, oh, no, they didn't. Oh, sorry. No, Brighton lost 5 1. Oh, yeah, Huddersfield at home. Alright, grand. Uh, Swansea versus West Brom. There's another classic. Oh, Swansea have to win that. They have to. Well, they have to, but yeah. like, you can spell a draw. I quite like Paul Clement as a manager anyway. Yeah. Swansea fans are like, get him out. It's like, and bring who in? Like, yeah. You're not going to get anyone. Louis van Gaal. It's like Avram, Avram <laughs> Grant. Uh, Tottenham versus Stoke. I don't know, I think Tottenham will win that. Just yeah, yeah, I feel like they have to. Yeah. And then Newcastle versus Leicester is on half five. Leicester, I think, I'm going to say. Vardy, apparently Vardy scores another goal. He becomes Leicester's all-time Premier League top goal scorer. Does he? Yeah. yeah played him. Uh, I'll go Leicester. Uh, Super Sunday, Tottenham versus Arsenal at twelve o'clock. Jeez, it really is a Super Sunday. Um, I'm gonna go for Arsenal. Same here. Uh, Liverpool. Well, you said Tottenham versus Arsenal. Southampton. Southampton versus Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, oh, I thought you said Tottenham. All right. Oh, it's Southampton versus Arsenal. Yeah. Oh, sorry, God. Yeah, Arsenal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quarter past two, Liverpool versus Everton. The Merseyside derby. Liverpool always win that. They will win it, won't they? Yeah, Everton just And then. The Manchester Derby. Manchester United versus Man City half four on oh, Sunday. Jesus. Who's at home? Man United are at home, actually. I'm going to say United are going to win 1-0. Just because they're at home. I feel like Mourinho's going to park that bus and then Rashford's going to score the winner. I feel like if someone's going to score the winner, it should be someone from Manchester. I'm going to be too nervous to watch that, you know. I'm still going to watch it now, but I'm going to be nervous. The anxiety be out. Yeah, like I'll be having like 100 cigarettes. Is that, is that a half five kickoff? Is a half four. Half four, all right. Yeah, I think... I think United. I think United's defense is better than City's defense. Yeah. But City's attack is only slightly better than United's attack. Yeah, there's more goals in the City team, isn't there? Yeah. Um, based on the midfield, who can win it? No Pogba. <clears throat> no Pogba. But we have Matic. Who do they have? De Bruyne. 
Silva. Yeah, but who's their defensive sort of player? Fernandinho. I don't. I don't think he starts as much. He's played a few. Delph has been playing a few games at left back, but like he, I don't know why. Gundogan's on. Gundogan's on fifth still. Sure, he's not. You see, I think United will, will start attacking. Then City will be attacking for like about an hour, and then United will go again near the end. That's what I was going to say. But I, th- I, mean, I think there's a problem with when these two teams always play each other. I feel like both teams change their tactics to go against the other side. Also, if you know what I mean, so it actually always makes it a bit weird what way the teams are going to line up. They're probably going to line up. They're almost going to line up basically the same. I say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously we're gonna go for United. Who knows? Mourinho might do three centre halves. Yeah. Like that's match. a big win beating Arsenal. Like yeah. and th- like when players are in form, I know. And we beat Watford as well. Yeah, scored seven goals in the last two games. Very not United as of late. Away from home. Yeah. So fair play. Yeah. So you know to win. Stick your house in it. Yeah. But uh, if you lose your house, uh, I didn't say it. You can't move in with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we have the champions. Champions League this week it is back. And it is the last game of the group stages. So, so uh, we'll know who the final 16 will be come Wednesday night. Yeah, did you send me a text about this? Or? Yeah, well, I sent you a text on how the group stages line up. So, firstly, are you know it on Tuesday this week? They are in Group A. So, I think if you... <laughs> should be in there. And it research. I'll just send you how the groups are lining up. Okay. Just just okay. the English ones. Okay, Group A. Yeah. Okay, so first of all, I'll say the fixtures anyway. Yeah. Group A, Benfica versus Basel. And you know it against CSK. And you know it against CSK, yep. So you know it on top of the group, and they should beat CSK, who are at the bottom of the table. No, third. Uh, oh, third, are they? All right, well, they're third. And if we beat them, we'll finish top of the group. Yeah. And I really think we'll finish top of the group anyway. Yeah. And then Basel will probably draw Benfica. Yeah. <coughs> Okay. Uh, group B, Bayern Munich versus PSG and Celtic versus Anderlecht. Yeah, so uh, both those teams are going to go through already, Bayern and um, PSG. So that's the story, really, that one. Yeah. Um, do you think PSG are the best team in the Champions League? Um, so far, yeah. That's That would actually be... that. You see, I hate the way you know they're playing certain games where there's yeah. other big games on yeah. as well because like, I really want to see them as well. Yeah, but you're very good at putting the laptop up and the... TV up. Yeah. Yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Bayern Munich versus PSG. That's a big game. So um, They're both already true anyway. Yeah, I think winner takes all, possibly. Oh, no, maybe not. No, I think PSG are uh, probably top two, three. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go PSG and then, like, hopefully Celtic get a win because they're, like, deadly at home and shit away. Yeah. Um. Okay, uh, Chelsea versus... Let- in Group C, Chelsea versus Atletico Madrid, Roma versus Quarabag. So this group is still... Not really settled yet because Chelsea are top of the group and they are through to the next round. They have 10 points, Atletico Madrid have eight points, and Roma have six points. Oh no, Roma have eight points, and Atletico Madrid have six points. Sorry, yeah. so basically, Roma are going to be quarterback, so yeah. they'll have 11 points. So basically, Atletico Madrid can't go through, but yeah. Chelsea might not finish top of the group if yeah. they don't get at least a draw. Yeah. So that group sort of like done does poor form on Atletico. Going to be in the Europa League, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. After being like semi finalists and finalists recently. Yeah. Uh, Group D, Barcelona taking on Sporting Lisbon, Olympiacos against Juventus. Uh, Barcelona and Juventus are just basically true in that group. Yeah, it's a bit like the Bayern Munich PSG group, really. Yeah, Sporting is. could go through if they can somehow get a result and Juventus don't get one, but chances of that happening, slim to none. Uh, in Group E, which is on Wednesday, Liverpool taking on Spartak Moscow, uh, Maribor are taking on Sevilla. Uh, Liverpool are actually top of the group at nine points, Sevilla are on eight. And Spartak Moscow are on six. 
Um, I can't see Liverpool ruining this. They're at home. Spartak Moscow have to fly from Russia. They also need a big win. Can you see Liverpool going 3 0 up and then it being a draw? No, I just see actually Liverpool just sorting it out. Yeah, I think Salah will score a few goals. Yeah. Very. He's on top, top four. Yeah. Uh, Group F. Feyenoord versus Napoli and Shakhtar Donetsk versus Man City. City have five wins out of five. They've already won that group. So that's just it. And then Napoli, I think, are already second. So there's not much else to really say about that group. Yeah, City are running amok there. Yeah. Uh, group G. FC Porto versus Monaco and Leipzig versus Besiktas. So I think the way it works out in this group is um, <coughs> Leipzig are on seven points and as are Porto. Uh, Porto. And then Besiktas are true already top of the group so yeah Monaco coming dead last it's funny enough yeah especially considering how well they did last year so who do you think is going to go through I'd say Porto just on based on like previous Champions League yeah. experience Porto are home as well yeah yeah and then uh, in Group H Real Madrid are taking on Dortmund and Tottenham are taking on Apoel so I think Dortmund or sorry Spurs and Real Madrid are both already true here question I'm going to ask a few questions for Real Madrid What's the story with them in the league? Thirty-eight points point Barcelona. Ronaldo's only scored two league goals this year, and Ramos gets sent off on average one in nineteen games. Are they sort of coming unfolding here, or what's the story with them? Like I think it's hard to stay consistent over so many years winning Champions Leagues, and like you have to celebrate it sometime, and then players will also be reflecting on everything they've won. Like if you, you know what I mean? Well, seems they're getting hard to get up for games. I think it's just like the con, the con, like they're constantly always playing for their countries as well. Like yeah, they never really get a day off. You know what I mean? Like whereas United consistently did well because like Giggs he retired, uh, kept playing for United. Skulls retired, kept playing for United. Like they retired earlier. Yeah, you know yeah, right? yeah. So don't be surprised after this World Cup that like Sergio Ramos probably steps down from Spain maybe, as well. And yeah, yeah does Ronaldo really need to keep playing for Portugal? I know he loves it and all, but I mean, like he's won the Euros, he's gotten to the final of the Euros. Um, if he gets like this World Cup, who knows how well they can do it? But is he really going to like sticking out for another Euros then? There's no point in him playing the Euros again, sure, there's not. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. So no, you're probably right. So well, it depends. Yeah, see, see, see what happens. Really. It'd be interesting to see the way the Champions League goes this time around because a lot of the good teams like Real Madrid and Bayern Munich might end up finishing second. So therefore, winning your group this time out might not necessarily be the best option. Um, but also finishing second also might not be the best for the English teams also because you can't face the other English teams who win the groups therefore yeah. you could end up against a PSG or a Barcelona yeah. so like the Champions League next round there'll be some very good teams Yeah, make sure to keep an eye on our Instagram page we'll definitely like, be putting it up on our story uh, also last week the World Cup draw was made uh, Group A Russia Saudi Arabia Egypt and Uruguay that's definitely one of the easier groups Yeah. Um, who would you go for there? Uruguay to win that group Uruguay and then what? Egypt Russia. as well. No, Russia go through. What do you mean, Salah? It's in Russia. How do you know that? Because we're not going. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not fucking going. Uh, group B: Portugal, Spain, Morocco, and Iran. I think that's Portugal, and Spain. Portugal, isn't Spain. It? Yeah. Uh, group C: France, Australia, Peru, Denmark. France and Denmark. That would have that would have been a decent group for you, know, uh, Ireland. Yeah. Group D: Argentina, Iceland, Croatia, Nigeria. I think this is like the hardest group. Uh, Argentina anyway and probably Croatia yeah. Nigeria could be alright although yeah. I say they might find it cold and then like, I don't think I think Iceland are a hard team to beat now I don't think see Iceland win many games but ah, they might not be easy to beat man stick Messi on that pitch and they're gone uh, they do the clap though man 
Oh, well, bar the clap, bar the clap. Like, uh, Group E, Brazil, Switzerland, Costa Rica, Serbia. It's like almost like Brazil and any of the other three you can yeah, go through. Yeah. Like, exactly. they're, like, it's a bit of a lucky dip. It is a lucky dip. Group F, Germany, Mexico, Sweden, Korea Republic. I'm like Germany and then... I'll say Sweden. Any, sh- any chance of Zlatan coming back? Maybe so. Group G, Belgium... Panama, uh, Tunisia, and England. It's just like England and Belgium. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to see Lukaku against the English team, yeah. like smashing a few goals. Remember, <laughs> <laughs> we did that against Ireland. It was like, cheers, bud. Yeah. Uh, group H Poland, Senegal, Colombia, Japan. I almost feel like this group was like made up of the leftovers. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like a, a country from nearly each continent. Really, yeah, yeah. Uh, Colombia. Um, Poland I'm going to say just because they have like Colombia have James Rodriguez Falcao and a few other decent ballers and then like Poland have Lewandowski and like I don't really know Senegal have Mane don't they is he Mane or is he Mali Ivory Coast oh, was he? is it I don't know well anyway they have Lewandowski and I'm going to pick them yeah okay yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. you looking forward to the World Cup Ross Cadwell um, yeah be interesting uh, I feel like there should be a better team in there like Ireland but yeah, y- yeah, yeah. shit happens that's sort of right. That, that sort of finishes off the football segment. Unless you have anything else you want to say? No, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> then in terms of rugby this weekend, Leinster are playing in the European Cup against Exeter. So good luck to Leinster in that one. Hopefully Adam Burns scores a few tries because we both love him. Yeah, and Reese Ruddock. Yeah. So uh, any any final thoughts on this week's podcast, Barry? I don't know. It's just good to be back. Um, just keep going again. Um, I don't know. Since we got back from New York, we've. Got like over like four hundred more people like are, like following our page as well, which is yeah, the heads down, yeah. So guys, thanks a million for listening, and as always, stay energized. <laughs>